Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to another Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, which is streaming live from BBS Radio in California, syndicating to over 100 stations globally, including iHeart and iTunes. And today I'm joined by my good friend and an amazing entrepreneur, Monica Kretschmer. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Yvonne. It is such a pleasure. I'm so happy that we could finally coordinate schedules and have the opportunity to speak today. Yes, me too, because two crazy busy women entrepreneurs, it's hard to find the time to squeeze it in. So the um, the show, if you haven't listened before, this is all about women who have risen from tragedy to triumph and are typically out in the world now doing amazing work, either in their local community or in a bigger geography. And as in Monica's case, she went from originally starting her business as a Calgary, Canada local initiative and is now Universal Women's Network operating globally. And I'm thrilled that you're able to join me today. So those um, stories of women rising from tragedy to triumph are particularly a passion for me as an executive coach working with women entrepreneurs who are seeking to flourish. This is my world and I love seeing the impact and the results. And especially when I know people for a number of years and have watched the evolution and watched the growth and been part of it as well, myself as a Women of Inspiration nominee back in 2018. So Monica Kretschmer, by way of an introduction for those who haven't met you yet, is the founder and CEO of Universal Women's Network. She's also the founder for the Women of Inspiration Awards and a really intriguing initiative we'll talk more about called Support Her, which is all about elevating allies to the conversation to advance women in business. She oh, <laughs> lost you there for a minute. She's the host of the Women of Inspiration podcast. She's also a publisher of a phenomenal book and magazine, the Universal Women's or You Women magazine, and the Women of Inspiration book, which is all about people who are women entrepreneurs changing lives, blazing a trail, driving change. The visionary trailblazer, Monica, believes that your story does not define you, it empowers you. And we'll hear more about her story this during this session today. She refers to her personal story of resilience as, oh, I know, seven years of <laughs> a seven year journey, 4,800 hours, incredible, of litigation, 22 days of uh, family trial court activity which is what inspired her to start the Women of Inspiration Awards and ultimately Universal Women's Network. That was back in 2014, and she's continued to break those traditional barriers and silos by embracing equity and formally introducing new initiatives around diversity and inclusion. She herself has been recognized by LinkedIn, Voices for Gender Equity in North America, as a business in Calgary, I'm in Calgary, Canada as well, business leader, an Alberta flood hero by the premier of Alberta and acknowledged globally for her work with UN Universal, uh, sorry, the UN Women's Initiative Award. So she published her first edition of the Women of Inspiration book, Women Driving Change, which is all it's all full color. It's a really beautiful coffee table book with a hundred inspiring women's stories, diverse industries, ages, and really is a celebration. And it was crowned by having a truck, a series of trucks across the country with massive graphics on the side talking about women driving change really was a phenomenal activity. So congratulations on that. And I know that you're going to talk more about Universal Women's Network throughout this conversation. I, as I said, honor and respect those women who've risen from tragedy and turned it into triumph. So can we start there? Can we talk a little bit about this, this story of what it was that drove you to get women recognized? Well, Yvonne, first, thank you for sharing that very large introduction. <laughs> you know, I always say that it's 
interesting for women to look back at how far they've actually come. But sometimes it's like, how do you capture that in 150, 200 words? And sometimes you simply can't because every single day we're moving forward and we're creating something of impact. So um, where I began, and you know, I, we're now 10 years into the Universal Women's Network and, Mm -hmm. you know, I am looking back and doing some deep reflection as I go into my 10 years of, you know, my son is now turning 18 this year. He was seven months old when I left my relationship Mm -hmm. uh, in 2007 and, you know, 10 years of the business and nine years with um, Women of Inspiration Awards, five years with Support Her. And so I look back at all of that and where it started from was adversity. It was a situation where I was, and, you know, we talk about that seven year journey that for me, that was the first seven years, by the way, then it was another seven years, which I, I might, I might share a little bit more on, but it was that life changing moment that I think we all know when that happens, when you think to yourself, my life is forever changed. And you don't have any idea at that moment because it's such a a defining moment. You don't know what that change may be, but you know that it's going to be forever changed. And in my situation, I was driving down the road after leaving my then husband with a seven-month-old baby in the back of the car at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning going do I go back? And there was no question that I couldn't go back to that relationship, but I knew I was newly married only 15 months. Mm. And I knew that the decision that I made had to be made fast and that my life would be forever changed for that reason. Right. So that's when that's the beginning of that seven year journey for me. And, and I can, I can go right back to, you know, what it felt like, um, you know, all of those emotions that were running through going, is this really happening to me right now? Is like, I'm a smart woman. (laughs) You know, I'm a confident woman. I play by the rules. I follow the rules. I, you know, I'm ambitious. Like, how is it that I'm at this place right now in this situation and, and, and forced to make that, that quick decision? Yeah. Well, I think um, you know, given given some of my own recent experiences, we really do need as women to listen to our intuition. And when we're in doubt, whether that's for our personal safety, whether it's our sanity, whether it's you know, we don't necessarily know what the future holds, but we sure as heck know that if we are staying where we are at, that is not working for us for a variety of reasons and something has to change and we can't expect other people to change, right? We might tell them, you know, that's not working for me. Ultimately though, if we want change, we have to grab a hold of the reins and make the change happen ourselves because how we choose to respond. And I, I say very uh, intentionally respond versus react is what's going to help us to be able to pull forwards and really step into, sometimes it it is our soul's calling. Sometimes it's literally stepping into a new level of safety and and integrity. And myself, even this, um, this January, stepping into a new level of personal integrity, living true to yourself and your own values and your goals is so important, so critical. I just cannot uh, speak so uh, reverently about how it does impact your your confidence that's ultimately what happens is you choose to stay, take a stand for yourself and the adversity of going through a situation like that and coming out the other side and going whoa I did it <laughs> will give you the strength to take on all kinds of big things so since that time you did honor the lady who was by your side throughout those many, many years, uh, sorry, many, many hours <laughs> and years of uh, court cases. And that was the start of Women of Inspiration and the acknowledgement with those awards, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I do want to gloss over the fact there's a couple things that you mentioned. Number one was listening to your intuition. Yeah. And to be very honest, if I would have listened to my intuition, that I knew I had inside me, I probably wouldn't have got married in the first place to this individual, 
right? Mm -hmm. My, my intuition was screaming, screaming (laughs) at me and I chose to ignore it. I, um, so that's the first one is that intuition, that, that feeling inside of us, you have to really not only just recognize it, but actually pay attention and listen to it Mm -hmm. and act on it. And then number two is that journey that I went through most days, I wasn't thinking about being confident. Mm. I wasn't thinking about anything more than getting through the day and getting through the next day and being as resilient and keeping my emotions and keeping my, how would you say, I was, I was for myself. How can I preserve my inner strength to take me through the finish line because I didn't know what was around the next corner and the next corner. It was constantly changing for me. And that was when I really developed my core strength. I didn't even have my core values figured out. My core values that came, which are a foundation of the company that I built, were actually solidified during that process of that seven-year journey that got me through that seven years. And so, you know, if I say that whole journey, that seven years, 4,800 hours of litigation, that 22 days of trial tested me to my core, would I want to go through that again? Hell no. But I did. And what I did with that was choose to make a decision that was going to make a much bigger impact, not only in my life, but my son's life. And hopefully be able to make an impact in the lives of other women and opportunities. So what happened was, is that one woman who believed in me, which was my lawyer, she had no no idea. (laughs) She was okay with a thank you at the end of the end of the day. She was the only one that took my file on. Everybody else saw what I was up against and they ran in the other direction faster than you can say Jack Flash. (laughs) Like nobody wanted to get involved. Nobody really cared. Um, And it was her that actually said, I don't know how we're going to do it. We're just going to do it. And I remember even as we're sitting in the courtroom and they're telling up the days of court for trial for a family law trial, which should at the very longest be a day, maybe two, maybe three, if it's really horrible. Mine was almost in the 130 days as they were telling all of the actions Mm -hmm. that got whittled down to 22 days, which seemed like a cakewalk. But at 22 days, that's a month of trial for a leaving a marriage that wasn't right, which is honestly, that's probably why I'm not a lawyer today is because we have a really flawed justice system. So when I decided to make that impact and I decided to create a network where every woman's voice belonged, it was based on my shared value system, on my, on the values, courage, confidence, commitment, and integrity. Those are the core values that I actually that got me through that seven-year journey. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have all of those working in harmony, I probably wouldn't be here today. I also wouldn't be here standing and speaking with you today if it wasn't for that one woman, Diane, who believed in me and, and gave me that motivation to believe in me even more. And I really do believe all you need is that support team, that support network, one person that says, you got this. Yeah. And that will, you're accountable to someone not just to yourself, but to someone else who actually has faith in you. And so I did create the Universal Women's Network. I created that network and I created that celebratory piece, which is the Woman of Inspiration Awards to recognize woman who leads, inspires, and motivates. And that has grown over the past nine years to reach five continents. Um, You know, we're trademarked into the U.S., We've got nominations coming in daily all over North America Uh, and and people nominating a woman that is inspiring to them, companies within organizations, you know, nominating leaders within organizations that are entrepreneurs, C-suite, leaders that are motivating others along that journey, which is so important because we need role models. When I grew up, we didn't have those. Now we have so many opportunities to amplify role models that are doing great work within the community in our workplaces, um, but also in our, in our business communities as well. So um, that one woman, Diane Harms, and was really 
what was the result of my seven year journey has turned into something that is empowering so many women around the world. Mm. Well, we talk about one person and, you know, certainly the ripple effect. I've, I've heard numbers such as, you know, one action by one person can make a, a difference for 350,000 people. So in your case, you founded the organization, you've um, got to your 10th year and you've awarded uh, how many women over the years? Over a thousand women we've recognized. Not all of them have been award recipients, um, but we've definitely, you know, there's the finalists, there's the award recipients, there's, you know, and then of course there's all of the many, many, many women that are nominated that may not you know, um, go forward, complete the package because there's a package we, you know, it's not high you're signed up and, and there's the award, but there's actually, we want to hear about your story. We want to know about your accomplishments. We want to have letters of reference. And so there's, you know, a lot of work that actually goes into it. And for those of them, um, that choose to tell their story sometimes for the very first time publicly, it's really rewarding. And that ripple effect, happens every single time every single time it happens not only for that one person um just making a nomination for another woman is is an impact and then the people that write the reference letters having been nominated myself and received the uh, 2018 um women of inspiration award for mentorship which was a prime area of the work i was doing back then building mentorship programs um has has been instrumental in building out some other programs that I'm now working on, but also thinking back to when I had suggested to a couple of the women, you know, I know you're really busy. Would you like me to you know, draft a letter? And they were like, nope, I want to write my own letter. Um, and first of all, I was really touched that they would invest the time to do it. But when I got the letters, I think that as women, we definitely downplay the work that we do. We think, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing my job, right? Or as an entrepreneur, you know, this is what I do. Um, and we forget the impact sometimes that it makes until someone else honors us. And Teresa de Grobar, who is the author of the book Mass Influence, who is actually one of my um, one of my reference letters and also contributed to my, my best-selling book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, she says, you know, no one else can, uh, you, you can't make yourself famous. Um, only other people can do that for you. And it's so true. The letters that I received, I was blown away by what the women were saying about me just going about being who I am, doing my work. And as a result of the activities, who I became along that journey is what's made the difference and how I then collate the information, the experiences of you know, 30 years of business success, four different countries, um, working in multiple different industries, but really bringing to the forefront those key business success metrics and sharing those with my clients. Massive, massive impact. So over a thousand women acknowledged. So that's a lot of ripple effect. So thank you on behalf of all the women who do get um, the opportunity to be nominated for putting together the awards. It's a phenomenal experience. For those who are, haven't already uh, rushed to look and check out the Universal Women's Network, it's universalwomensnetwork.com. There is an event coming up before we get too far into this interview. Make a note on your calendar. Um, it's coming up April 4th, which is the live Women of Inspiration Awards. And we haven't had a live event for how many years, Monica? Three, four? So 2019 was our last live awards. And, you know, at that time, you know, 2020, 2020 was my year that we were doing conferences and awards and we were doing multiple events um, across Canada. And, you know, of course, we all know how that story ended with COVID and the pandemic really putting a halt on absolutely everything to do with events, um, which, you know, I think that we're still, it's taken so long for, you know, people to finally come back to that. Um, awards uh, per se, our awards went virtual. That opened up a whole other opportunity for us where we, you know, 
I said, let's go for it. And so it was like five continents, like who would have thought? Um, and that's when the book came to fruition. Um, the woman driving change book that we did with the graphics tracks during the pandemic. So, you know, we pivoted in a really strong way, but I was wondering how on earth are we going to do this awards? Because something about the awards in person that is so different is the ability to connect. Right. And, you know, I love Zoom. I'm a big Zoom fan. I rather have a Zoom phone call and see your face, hear your voice and connect one-on-one if we can't be in person. But there's something about being able to embrace, hug, feel the energy. For those of you energy people, um, there's an energy. And I've always said, if we could bottle the energy that we actually harness in that room at the Woman of Inspiration Awards, I mean, I'd be a billionaire, right? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's it's crazy. It's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody can sell a pet rock, Yvonne, I can bottle some inspiration and they're like, but there's nothing in the bottle. I'm like, hey, but you're not looking, you're feeling. <laughs> I think it, I quote Michael Beckwith in my in my book, and he talks about the things that um, are the most valuable are the things that cannot be seen, mm-hmm. things that can be felt. Um, that's not the exact quote, but it it is it is things like hope, right? How do you put that into a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you know a bottle of rum or a bottle <laughs> a bottle as in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, but but it is a palpable energy. So I highly encourage everybody listening, even if you haven't been nominated, like get get in the room because the energy there of success, the energy of women who are really making change happen, who are doing significant activities in their local communities, nationally, globally, they're making things happen. You want to be part of that energy. If you have on your um, on your vision board this year, progress in any way shape or form highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't been nominated um certainly it's um i think the finalists have already been chosen for this round coming up in april but nominations can come come in 365 days a year so there's a package again for nominees that is on the Universal Women's website. So check that out, but certainly grab your ticket right now. Um, I would actually bring my company with me. Like if your company is saying that they have a mission again um, about inclusion, diversity, equity, and belonging, um, if, if they're publicly stating that that is part of the mission, that is part of their initiatives, that they really are engaging all of their employees I would throw down the gauntlet and say, okay, let's get a table. Let's be present. Let's Mm. bring our CEO. Let's bring some of our leadership team and really have this message cemented. Because when you're in the room and you're connecting with other organizations who are also demonstrating their commitment to the DEIB initiatives, that's powerful energy. You're going to make some really powerful connections. And you have some phenomenal speakers this year. Share a little bit more about your keynotes. So I want to go, I'm going to share the keynote in just a minute, but you, you made it such a great point. And, you know, we strategically partner with top companies committed to equity, diversity, inclusion, and we call them support her champions. Now you have to look awfully hard to find a website and even to navigate on a website where there's that mission statement, that equity diversity statement, um, And this is a golden opportunity for companies to lead by example and demonstrate the commitment. You know, gone are the days where you're just able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. What people need to see is actually the companies that actually talk about it and take action. And one of the biggest conversations, Yvonne, that I've had with organizations is how do we get the message to our employee base? Mm -hmm. This is what is of value, you know, outside of that little committee within the organization or that, you know, statement on the website, it's crickets. There's no, there's no, there's nothing, but can you imagine the ripple effect that would happen when organizations bring companies and they say, hi, I value you to be in the room to 
experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's twofold engagement. It's twofold branding. It's twofold retention. All of this stuff, inspiration. Who does not want to go back and remember that moment or or share that story with someone? So anyways, that is super, super important that you mention that, Yvonne, because it's really true. Whether it's an individual or a company, it's like you don't want to miss the opportunity um, to to share in that experience because I think that's what we've been missing for so long. And at least I do know since 2019, those experiences are few and far between because they are big events. They are, they're, they're, they're a huge investment, um, you know, to actually facilitate an event this size. So um, don't miss the opportunity. Mm. And speaking of which is our keynote. Mm. And so when I was creating, and my vision has always been to create an experience, to create an event that was an experience of celebration of women. I didn't want just women in the room either. I also wanted to make sure that we had our allies. We call those the support hers. And I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but I wanted to make sure that when people come to the event, that they have opportunities connect, there's men and there's women in the room, and we're celebrating the achievements of women, both together working at the common goal to put women in the spotlight. So when I was thinking about, you know, the stories, who inspires me? And it's the women that have gone through, you know, um, and created like a name for themselves. Uh, yeah. So Bobby Brown, who is a beauty industry titan, she's a serial entrepreneur, um, you know, like she's got a phenomenal story. Like she started Barbie, bobbybrown.com. And so if you can't walk into a department store without seeing a Bobby Brown um, makeup counter, uh, mm-hmm. she actually sold that business and then entered into a 25-year non-compete So not able to use her name because she sold that. So that's a whole other story, (laughs) right? That's that's another story in itself. But then she she launched another cosmetic line just three years ago. Now, what's really interesting, Yvonne, is that Bobby's husband, Stephen, is one of her biggest supporters. They have a super great relationship, super power, powerhouse couple. But he was actually a co-founder and Bobby... Bobby Brown cosmetics with her in the very beginning. Little mm. did we know he put her into the spotlight. He's like, this is your baby. I'm here to support you, but you go and I will be there to support you. Like that message and that story and that conversation, it is darn right in time for us to have those conversations because mm-hmm. over and over again, you and I both know that, you know, the, the female power, the fearless woman, she's standing all by herself. Why? Why is that fearless woman have to stand by herself? Why can't she be, be surrounded besides supporters, people championing around her? Like, why do we have to have this mentality that we do it by ourselves? And I'm like here to break that. And we need to bring our allies to the conversation um, as our champions that are supporting her. So that's a really big message in our room is let's celebrate the achievements of women. Let's celebrate the incredible impact um, with the stories like Bobby Brown, but let's also make sure that we don't forget the significant role that our allies play because we don't do it alone. We don't do it alone. And having, you know, been in, you know, senior HR roles uh, as a global VP for a talent management firm, uh, HR director, you know, interviewing and hiring about 6,000 people in my career. um, I know that women just generally do not ask They don't ask enough for a promotion. They don't ask what they need to build in the way of skills and abilities and, uh, you know, technical um, competency to be able to advance to the next level. And so because they don't ask, nobody knows they want the position. And guess what? It doesn't happen. Even when women are, and this is, you know, something I'm extremely passionate about, which is why I wrote my book, um, women do not ask for a salary increase. They don't negotiate their very first salary. And that has been researched and it was mentioned in um, a couple of different books. But um, uh, Linda Babcock and um, La Chaveur are quoted in my book. You know, if women do not ask for or negotiate um, a proper 
paid salary in their very first interview, they can end up losing up to $500,000 over the course of their career because it compounds. And women have not yet realized that when they're asked as they go for the next job, you know, what are you making in your current role? That's completely an irrelevant number. It's an irrelevant question because guaranteed the role that you're going into is not the same. The organization is different. The culture is different. The values are different. The long-term and short-term disability and, and plans may be different. So it's not a relevant number. What you are uh, really sharing is here are my salary expectations, knowing what I know about this role. So please help me understand a little bit more about the organization and the role so that I can see you know, how that aligns with my expectations. That's the question. And I think you published, I think I wrote an article, you published it in New Magazine about the, um, the question, you know, that's not the right question to ask is, you know, what do you currently make in your salary? It's not relevant. Yeah. And, you know, that's an interesting um, piece as well is, we did create the you women magazine in order for companies to be visible. Again, it's about companies having the opportunity to be visible. We created those opportunities for them to be visible, uh, to demonstrate, you know, that diversity of leadership to demonstrate how they're championing for women, how they're opening up doors, what that pipeline is, how much they're investing into their own leadership development in order to create um, room and opportunities for that diverse leadership at all levels in the organization. So right. the magazine actually is, is one um, platform that we have in addition to the podcast where we can tell those stories and we can actually, you know, build that thought leadership as well at the same time. Absolutely. Because the support hers element, I think it's so important, Monica, because when we look at across, you know, the senior roles, still the majority are held by men. And so if men are not included in the conversation, if they're not part of the decision making for opening up a position for a woman so that there is more of a 50-50 on the board. So there really is diversity of ideas. And it's not only about the stock numbers, it's about the impact that the culture can make, the impact that role modeling can make the impact that the company is making based on the service or product it's it's providing, what is that impact globally? Is it something that is going to be really forward thinking? And if so, you need to have women at the table because we think differently. <clears throat> Excuse me. We bring different ideas to the table. And I, I just want to say, I just was grabbing a piece of paper here, so I did have the correct number, but 91.2% of CEOs mm -hmm. in Fortune 5 companies are... Men, 76% of all C-suite decision-making positions are held by men. So right. men do hold still a large portion of the power. But what I have to say is in conversations that I've had, they are on board to help support and champion for women within their organizations. And so support her was an opportunity for our male allies and a platform for them to be how can I help support? Because I've always said there's three buckets. One, um, the the allies who know what to do and they're actually invested in their they're running down the road and they're they're doing what they can to do and support women within their organizations or their workplaces, their communities. There's number twos going. They have daughters. They have wives. They they see work colleagues. Um, they see the women within their organization with huge talent but they don't actually know the impact that they have to make or what they can do to help and support. Right. And then there's the third, which I'm just going to say, they don't care. It's not higher in their priority list. They, you know what? Old school, old school. You're not changing the way I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. It's like a man's world. And that's the only world that's number three. And so I want to focus on the ones and the twos. Let's forget about the bottom third, because to me, it really doesn't matter. I think that people are, are tired. They want to inspire change. Um, they're seeing how much of a benefit it is to have both leadership voices at the table represented. And I could even challenge, you know, the, the, the women's, uh, you know, uh, companies that are proud to say they're all women, 
where's the man on that team? Like, I, I think that diversity of leadership is really important to, to also be mirrored within women's companies as well. And so, you know, I'm really proud to say that our advisory board, we have, you know, some really strong support her allyship and they have been rock stars for our, for our network. Right. And I wouldn't do without having that male representation on our advisory board. It's super important to have their perspective. Yeah. Well, it's important to have both perspectives um, or all perspectives. Let's be all perspectives, all perspectives um, because there are different focus areas and without having the support um, of those male voices um, without having those allies uh, as Teresa said, you know, we can't make ourselves famous. Only someone else can do that for us. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible when you actually get tapped on the shoulder or you do get noticed and you're just doing your job, how much of an impact that makes, excuse me. Excuse me. So you had, um, formalized support her day mm-hmm. and started that initiative when is support her day monica so the first friday in june i earmarked as international support her day because in in the conversations i was having with companies probably one of the biggest pain points within organizations was outside of that committee or that initiative how do we engage every single person within the organization. And I always think big. I mean, look at Universal Women's Network. It's big, right? I mean, we can't get much bigger than the universe. Um, But I was thinking, you know, how do we engage every single person within the organization so they feel that they actually belong? They have a part in this bigger piece. And it was by creating a support her day where we challenge everyone to, to do one thing. Do one thing that's championing for a woman, whether it's making a referral, an introduction, um, writing a letter of reference. Maybe that's even sending an email going, I appreciate you in this regard. Whether that's liking a post. I know a great example came from, you know, National Bank Financial, um, Jonathan DeRoche. He you know, he went on, he doesn't realize the impact that he was making um, in the lives of of others. And in particular, one of um, Anna Hilberry, you know, she started doing her YouTube and she talks about the story, how Jonathan liked and commented on her YouTube and not just liked and comment, but, you know, would offer her tips on how she could better that podcast mm-hmm. and, and, you know, better her delivery um, and help support her. And, you know, what? so those little ways that everybody can play a role. And I think it's even Bigger than that, because a company can jump on board, get involved with the initiative, but then it can extend to the ecosystem. It can extend to the partners and their partners. It can extend to the communities. It extends to the people that you employ and how they go home and have that dinner conversation with their families at home and inspire their families, right? I mean, it's so big. It's It's, it's about taking action and make it simple. One action. doesn't matter what that is. Well, I'm going to encourage um, those who are listening to, A, nominate someone in your organization. Um, If you have, in particular, observed one or two activities that your CEO, your leaders, your male allies are doing, which is supporting and championing women within your organization, let's get that nomination in. We have support her international support her day, which Monica will share more about through her LinkedIn posts. You want to make sure that you're connected with uh, Monica through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through Instagram. Um, Excuse me. Make that connection because she's making change happen, making waves. And I think that there are still a few opportunities for um, ticket purchases And also for those companies who may be listening and saying, wow, I'd like to get involved. I'd like to buy a table. I'd like to be a support her to be a sponsor at this event. Do you still have a few sponsorship spots available? Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I always, my, my goal is I want to have every top company involved because I truly do believe that there's no better opportunity than having to be demonstrating Mm -hmm. Not just a logo, but demonstrating your voice through your people. 
you know, putting your leaders up front and center. And this is another thing that I think is really important too, is, you know, leaders of these organizations and the senior leader levels and positions need to be visible. You're the role models. Um, that's how we learn from you is by seeing you demonstrate that. So by putting your leaders into the room, not only validates they're on the right path, but it also sets an example for other leaders. Um, it's just the ripple. And again, the ripple effect continues to grow. So yeah, no, I will never refuse an opportunity to have a conversation with a company at all, because we also have, as you know, universal coach masters, and we've got some really incredible um, leadership programs that we're going to be rolling out as we evolve. Um, so we're pretty excited. So again, strategically partnering with companies that are like-minded, that is our goal. So I would welcome those conversations any day, but uh, for sure, there's lots of opportunities not to miss out this year. Cause that's mm -hmm. another thing, Yvonne, I got to tell you, I hear time and time again, well, you know, maybe next year I'm like, no, why do you want to put that off till next year? You don't. That's it, it, it baffles me sometimes. I got to say, it just baffles me. Why would you miss an opportunity to experience so that you can make a decision to dig in deeper next year? Anyway, well, by making by making the decision and showing up and being in the room, um, you're leading by example. Right. So that is um, in all of my HR days. I mean, I used to get in in all of the employee satisfaction surveys. You know, one of the top three things every time was. Uh, leadership communications um, was identified as an issue. And it's not that the employees wanted another newsletter. What they wanted was to see, taste, feel, experience what was leadership doing within the organization to be engaging employees, to be role modeling, to be mm. sharing the vision publicly, to be talking about the success, to really be visionary communicators for the mission and the important attributes of that organization, really honoring and respecting and showing what the values are. So encouraging that. A little bird mentioned that there is some special sponsor coming in and you really want to pay attention and not miss the opportunity to have your name in, how would you describe it, Monica? Name in lights? Oh, well, you know, we had, we were contacted to see if we would be interested in, in a partnership with a, um, a Lumen drone shows. And so, you know what, there is no bigger billboard than the sky. Right. Like, uh, like it baffles me, but I mean, you're able with technology now, we're able to do a 10 to 12 minute show in the sky. And so um, there are some custom branding opportunities that we have for some sponsors that, you know, will make it a big impact. Because again, it's how many people can you touch and what is that experience all about? Mm -hmm. And there's so much noise in the marketplace right now. So how are you going to set yourself apart? And so we, you know... <laughs> we have this amazing opportunity to be able to work with some brands and do something really special um, with this drone show, which is, you know, leading edge. It hasn't been done actually not in Canada on a, on this scale before, and it's just really up and coming. So that's um, a part of the finale. And of course, our partners at Dean Davidson. So our award partners, um, with jewelry and a giveaway. And so there's lots of ways to get involved over the next few more weeks with this giveaway for um, some jewelry to spread the word because you know what? Shut it from the rooftops. Absolutely. I think that's how you champion for other women. And we're a woman-owned business. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's that, you know, championing for woman-owned business is, is pretty important stuff. So yeah, lots of well, ways to get involved. I, I um, have such um, a deep respect for, any woman who can take that level of tragedy and triumph and turn it around and now start doing something that is so impactful for highlighting the, ben the, the benefits, the contributions other women are making. And really, it's about action. It's about impact. And so you're really reflecting that courage, commitment, um, integrity. And what was the fourth one? Oh, confidence. <laughs> <laughs> right you're you're really showcasing that and that's what it's all about so 
If you haven't already ordered your ticket, as I mentioned, you can find out more about that. Go ahead and book your ticket today. Get a table. Bring some of your colleagues. Invite your CEO to come and participate. Maybe they do also want the opportunity to have a conversation with Monica about sponsorship. But universalwomensnetwork.com is where you go for more information. I know that um, while this show is an hour long and I do have some additional highlights that I want to make, and some wisdom nuggets, which is based on the research from my best-selling book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, I know Monica has to run. So definitely want to keep in touch with Monica. Thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing a little bit more about the incredible journey that you've been on, and also the expansion of Universal Women's Network from one award, like zero, ground zero, one award, to recognizing and acknowledging over a thousand women over the past nine and 10 years. Incredible journey. Thank you so much for the work you're doing to honor and support women and for bringing male allies to the table as well to continue to evolve all aspects of diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Monica, thank you for today's interview. Well, thank you, Yvonne. And, you know, part of the evolution is really, like you said, to, you know, um, we wanted to make sure that we had our allies at the table. So we've actually introduced awards for top companies to be recognized and for our support, her allies. So we're doing something that hasn't been done before. And so, you know what, um, it's exciting. And I hope that for anybody listening, they feel I'd welcome them to reach out. Um, and of course, you know, let me know where you heard the interview so I can pay some love back to you, Yvonne. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Monica. Um, listeners, stay tuned. Do not leave because I'm going to actually be giving a gift uh, towards the end of this show. So you want to hang on for a little bit longer. And also going to be sharing some of the insights that have come up for me personally over the past little while that relate to this whole topic of resilience. And as women in business, Women, words, women and wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. That's really what it's all about. It's about stepping up and asking for what you want and getting it in a way that is assertive. It's confident. And it also is, um, it's not aggressive. It doesn't need to be. When we can showcase our value, that's what matters. So thank you, Monica, for joining me. Hang in there, listeners. And I will be back in just a moment. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you. What a great interview that was, talking with Monica Kretschmer, the founder and CEO for Universal Women's Network. I love being part of the network and the alumni as a woman of inspiration. I also think it's really important that we hear that message of supporting her. So what can you do this week to support and celebrate another woman on her journey for career advancement, whether that is a female entrepreneur who's a colleague of yours, somebody at your workplace that you admire and respect, someone who's making waves, an employee who's on your team. What can you do? What's one small action that you can do to support her? Can you put her forward for a promotion? Can you encourage her? Can you pay for a course she's been asking about? Can you have that conversation in a in-between performance review? You don't have to wait until the annual performance review process starts. You can have a review uh, pretty much any week and just to have that casual conversation. What is it this year that you'd really like to develop in the way of skills and abilities? How would you like to advance your leadership skills? What's one key area that you'd like to see yourself excel in? And how can you go about finding out what programs, what courses, what ways are there for you to advance those skills? Now, obviously, I'm a big fan of coaching. I don't believe that just taking a training course by itself is the way to go because Imagine you go to a training course, you hear all the theory, but you haven't yet tried to put it into practice. You come back to the office and you try your new thing, the new idea that you just learned about. And it may or may not work right the first time. You may see the results or not that you've been anticipating. So that's where coaching comes in, which is why when I'm doing a training program, whether it's on the personality science, the, the co-breaker bank methodology, whether it's one on one of my other workshops or programs, I always like to add the opportunity for coaching afterwards. Because once we have the opportunity to 
try that new thing. If it doesn't go smoothly the first time, how can we adapt it? How can we tailor it? How can we look at the relationships of the people around us that are being impacted by this and adopt perhaps a slightly different approach? So that's where coaching comes in. And coaching is such a valuable tool because if you, as the coach, if you invite someone to come up with their own idea for something, or as a leader, if you tell and you're giving a clear instruction on all the individual steps, it doesn't give the person the creativity to follow their own genius, use their own skills and abilities, their own relationships, their own information sources to put that into place. But if we tell them what the outcome is that we're looking for, the end result, when we need it by, and then ask them, what would be the first couple of steps that you would take to accomplish that task? It's amazing how people approach things from different angles. It also tells you if they're way off base, but it will give you an idea of what resources and creativity the person is bringing to the table to get that task done. So it's really about believing in the person. And when we allow that person the opportunity to bring their own ideas to the table, when it's their idea, they're much more committed to it than if it was your idea. And in fact, neuroplasticity happens. If they take action within three to five days, their brain actually rewires around that new idea. So neurons that fire together can can meld together if it was their idea to begin with. It's fascinating. So one other thing I wanted to refer back to, I mentioned about my best-selling book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And you can actually pick up a free gift. If you go to my website, there's a tab called Free Gift, and you can pick up um, a PDF of one chapter, and you can follow the link to do that. So YvonneSilver.com, Y-V-O-N-N-E-S-I-L-V-E-R, YvonneSilver.com, pick up the free gift tab and get that copy for yourself because there's such such wisdom nuggets, such gems in there. I just want to refer to one word, though. There's 40 different words and word concepts in the book to help women to ask for what they want and get it, not by being aggressive, but by being assertive. By being assertive. Oops, there we go. So one of the words is believe. So believe is an incredibly powerful word. When you believe something with your whole self, your body, your mind, and your spirit, it's a powerful force. If you lack belief in yourself, if you have doubt, sabotage, it will happen that doubt will sabotage your efforts and easily derail you. It's a mindset shift that you can achieve. And I'm including this work word in this particular section, asking for what you want, because I believe that that topic, belief, is a center point for trusting that we can achieve something. My intention is to help you understand how to move from possibility to knowing, to fully believing that you can have what you ask for from others or for yourself. Now, I reference in here, oh, 175 different references, but this one is from a recent segment on Oprah Winfrey's own online show and her talk with Michael Beckwith, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who put the concept of believing in a whole new light for me. He's actually an American New Thought minister. He's also the author and a founder of the Agape International Spiritual center in Culver City, California. And he's a global humanitarian and award-winning author, um, blending, artfully blending Eastern and Western principles to share universal teachings to help us to shift our beliefs and participate in our own unfolding. What he says is, when you believe more in what you can't see, the things that you do see are the things that you won't see. Say that again. When you believe more in the things you can't see, maybe that's like love, right? The things that you do see, gifts, generosity, etc., are the things that you won't see. So you won't see hate and, and uh, scarcity anymore. 
So a really interesting fact. There's lots more in that uh, chapter, but there are action steps at the end of every chapter to really help embed the new learning. So what do you believe could potentially be your next step in your life for expansion or an area of growth for you? What's one action that if you truly believed you could take would bring you deep satisfaction and joy? What is one belief that's holding you back from taking a big step? One that pulls you backwards or causes you to doubt yourself. There's a lot more in Words, Women and Wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. I'll let you download your free chapter and you can learn more about it. But for now, I'm just going to play a little video that talks about why I wrote the book in the first place. And I encourage you to go to YvonneSilver.com free gift tab and download your own copy of that chapter eight. And I look forward to seeing you on the next Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. Bye for now, everybody. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. 
I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future, ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.